God wants to do great things. And God is looking for people to use to do great things. Yes. Amen. Are you at a part of it? Yes. Look at your neighbor, tell him how you are a part of it. Amen. Amen. You know, God has put a word in my heart this night. But before I move into that word, I want to just say something regarding what uh, our Pastor Meno said this afternoon. He talked about manifesting the kingdom of God. Amen. Manifesting the kingdom of God. It's so important for us to understand who we are. Amen? Many, many times we want to prove something because we don't know who we are. Mm. If you know who you are, you only have to prove who you are. Yes. Amen? Mm. So it begins by understanding who you are. Amen. You are a child of God. You are empowered to bring change wherever you go. Yes. Amen? Mm. So Wherever you go, you are what? You are a catalyst of change. Amen. 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 There is something you've got to understand. The Bible is about three things. The Bible is about the king. It's about the king kings. And about the dominion of the king. Mm. Amen. Yeah. So just three things. The king, the kingdom, and the king kids, the king's children. Mm. You are a king's child. Hallelujah. I don't know how you feel, but I am so excited because I'm a king's child. Amen. I don't think you know what I'm saying. I'm a king's child because I have I have a father that is called a king. Mm. I have kingdom privileges. Yes. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a privilege because I'm a king kid. Mm. I want you to get that in your mind. Mm. So when anything comes your way, don't forget that I am a child of a king. Amen. 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 I'm not just a king. Mm. I am a child of the king of kings. Yeah. The Lord of lords. Yeah. That's something that is you have to put in your mind today. Very, very important. Amen? Amen. So, God has put in my heart to share a message for you tonight that I titled the uplifting power of grace. Mm. Uplifting power of grace. Amen. I'm going to just throw some Bible verses to you and I'm going to tie it together because this is so much important. I want us first to look at the book of Hebrew, chapter number 12. So, chapter number, let me see. I, I mean, not so, I forgot, no, not Hebrew. The book of Ephesians, chapter number 1, verse 15 to 18. We, I think we read it yesterday, right? The Bible says something very wonderful there. It says, Wherefore I also, after a heart of your faith in the Lord Jesus, and love unto the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, yeah. that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom in revelation. What's that word? Uh, in revelation. Uh, wisdom in revelation. Uh, you hear, you see, they say, and revelation. Uh, but it said, the spirit of wisdom in revelation of the things of God. Mm. You know one thing? There are three types of wisdom. Wisdom is important. Wisdom will cause you to make a right choice or a wrong choice. Mm. So he said that God has given you the spirit of God in revelation. He gave you the wisdom. What is wisdom? Wisdom is so important. Wisdom means insight into reality. The Bible talks about the mindset. Wisdom is a force. If you have wisdom, you cannot make a wrong choice. Amen? So God, he said that God has given him wisdom, revelation. Now listen very carefully because it's amazing. There are three types of wisdom. The first type is called Gnosis. 
Gnosis is general wisdom. Amen? Gnosis. Or I can put it, it's, it is, it's, a, it's a, a lower form of wisdom. And then with another level of, it's a higher wisdom. If you, if you are, my God, if you have this wisdom, it changes your life. You know what the Bible says now? Jesus Christ, when he came to this earth, everything he did, the miracles he did, they are not miracles to him. Amen? For us, it's a miracle. You know why it's a miracle to us? Because we function in another dimension. Yeah. We live in a lower dimension. We think in a lower dimension. So everything he did was for us a miracle. Yeah. But in his perspective, it was a normal way of life. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So when we come to that level of understanding, yeah. miracle will become miracle today becomes an unconscious lifestyle. Yeah. The Bible says, signs and wonders shall follow them that believe. Oh, yeah. It, it knows yeah. that we should follow signs and wonders. Yeah. <laughs> we don't follow signs and wonders. Oh, yes. It follows us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because when we understand how the word of God functions, signs and wonders are supposed to be a natural occurrence in our lives. Yeah. When we speak, that situation is supposed to listen to us. Yeah. You know why? Because we are connected with God. Yes. We are operating with divine wisdom. Yes. Amen? Amen? So this is very important. I want us to go to somewhere this tonight because God wants to do great things. Powerful things. Now let's look at the book of Hebrews chapter 2. Chapter 2 verse, two, verse 6 to 8. Hallelujah. The Bible says, but one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visitest? The mightiest thing a little lower than the angels that crowns him with glory and honor, and it sets him over the works of the hands. The Bible says, that God has set the works of his hand over us. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. That God has set the work of his hands over us. That means we have authority. Yes. Look at your neighbor and say, I have authority. I have authority. It is very important for us to understand that we have authority. But if we don't understand this, we have a problem. Let me tell you something. The Bible says that everything is under our feet. Is that true or not? But the problem is, the Bible has said that God has put everything under our feet. But in human experience, we don't see it that way. Come on, tell me. I said in human experience, God has put it under our feet. That is a done deal. But in our human experience, we don't see these things on our feet. Yeah. We see things today that we cannot handle. Nah. Amen? Nah. It's still come our way yeah. that we cannot handle these things. Yeah. But the Bible tells me that these things are under my feet. So that is where we have frustration. Or not? Nah. We have frustration because the things we know, the things we see, the things we read, they are not reality in our lives. And that brings frustration many, many times. And we ask God, what is happening? You know one thing? That is why, thank God for preaching. Thank God. The Bible talks about when I preach, what do I do? Preaching is guiding you. But there's a very big difference between teaching, preaching, and ministry. Very big difference. When I when I preach to you, I'm guiding you. I'm guiding you to a certain place. When I, when I, when I, when, 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 when I preach, when I teach to you, I'm bringing something to you. Well, let me put it this way. When I preach to you, I'm bringing you information. Amen? Information. When I teach you, I'm guiding you. But when I minister to you, 
I am making you to become what I what I say. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I want you to, to participate mm. in what I say. When I say you're a success, I want you to participate mm. to become what I say. Mm. So when I participate, I minister healing to you when I minister to you. You know what I'm saying? So everything the body, the Bible says the word I speak, there are spirit and there are life. So when I speak, when I say you are healed, when I say you are not the tail, you are the head, when I say you are a success, when I say all this, what am I doing? Am I just saying it for nothing? Of course not. I'm trying to get you to a level, to move you to a, to a level of understanding that you can participate in what I'm saying. Yes. Amen? Amen. That is why God said, speak the word. Speak the word. If the word is speaking and you act on the word, you participate on that word and you become what the word is saying. Oh, yes. Amen? Yes. You become what the word is saying. So when the word says you are healed, if you participate on that word, you become a part of that word. Yeah. You become healed. Yeah. Amen? So when I want to teach today about healing, I want to raise your faith. So you can believe in healing. Mm. And when I raise your face and you act on it, what happens? You get healed. Mm. When I want to talk about commitment, I raise your faith. You begin to participate in that. And what happens? It changes, it transforms your life. Yeah. The word of God has a transformational power Amen. of life. Amen? Amen. It transforms lives. That is the point. The word of God is so powerful. Yes. Amen? But I want us to look at something today. As I said earlier, that the things we have today, there are something God is trying to teach us. When you talk about wisdom, when you talk about knowledge, he's talking about the mindset. Mm. Mm. He said, I think in the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 17, let's look at it. The Bible says, he will also go before him in the spirit of and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and be disobedient to the wisdom of the just. Stop there. The Bible says that the just has a wisdom. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The wisdom that we have is not the wisdom that the world has. The world has what we call the world wisdom. The world wisdom is limited. The world wisdom is lower. But the wisdom of the just, it is reserved for the just. Mm. Amen. Amen. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. faith. Who are the just? You. Mm. Amen. So the Bible says that you have a wisdom that is reserved for you. Mm. Amen? Amen? The wisdom of the just. What does that mean? That wisdom of the just means the mindset <coughs> of the just. Amen. You know, everything is about mindset. Yeah. What is your mindset? Yeah. If you have a mindset of a failure, no matter what you do, yeah. you are going to fail. Yeah. Yeah. No matter how much teaching you receive, you are going to fail. Because there is something wrong in the way you think. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. There is something wrong in the way you think. So the Bible is saying, if you know Christ, if you receive Jesus Christ, something must affect your way of thinking. Because life is about thinking. Let me tell you something. Any person that influences your thought, influences your life. Amen? Amen. Any person that influences your thinking influences your life. That is why it starts. If you are depressed today, it begins from your thinking. It begins from your thinking. Because when the way you think affects the way you feel. The way you feel affects the way you act. The way you act becomes your habit. And your habits become who you are. So if you change your thinking, you change your life. Yeah. It just not that way. 
Change your thinking and you change your life. So the Bible is saying there is a wisdom that is reserved for the just. I am so glad I have a mindset of the just. As I have a mindset of the just. That is so wonderful. But there is something I want to share tonight that is very, very important because I want us to, I don't want to drift away from my, my, my planning. You know, the point is this. I want us to show you something here. Let's look at the book of um, Exodus, chapter 12. Let's pick up from there, from verse 1 to 15. Thank you so much, my sister. You're doing very good. Now, the Bible says, Now, the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. Yeah. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Yeah. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take it according to the number of the persons. According to each man's need, you shall make your count for the lamb. For your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you may take it from your sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until 14 days of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall keep it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood, put it on the doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted on fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs. They shall eat it. Do not eat it raw. Nor boil it, nor boil at all with water, but roast in fire its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and watch remains of sorry, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire, and thus you shall eat it with a belt. On your waist, yeah. your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hands. So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both men and beasts, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign, a sign for you on the house where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over. And the plague shall not be on you to destroy when you strike the land of Egypt. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. This is an illustration of grace. Mm. Amen. Mm. It's an illustration of grace. The Bible says that God has it has a covenant with Abraham years back, years ago. And the children of Israel, they found themselves in a predicament. They cried unto the Lord. The Bible said the Lord heard them. When did he hear them? Because the Lord has a covenant with their father Abraham. And the Lord must honor his covenant. And he said, I'm coming there to release you. I'm coming to get you free. But I want you to do something. He said, you are going to kill this land. Put the blood on the doorposts. And any person that is in that house is saved. Amen. There is a bloodline, he said. Make sure you are under the bloodline. Mm. As long as you are as you are under the bloodline, you are completely saved. Amen. But when you get 
out of the bloodline. Mm. It's saying you are on your own. Yeah. Hear what I'm saying? You are on your own. Yeah. Anything you encounter outside the bloodline, that is your problem. Yeah. But I have a safety net for you. He said that the angel of death will come and it will pass you by. Look at your neighbor. Tell him evil will pass you by. Evil will pass you by. Amen. Tell him poverty will pass you by. Tell him shame will pass you by. Defeat will pass you by. Amen. It will pass you by because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. And then what happened is that this has a significance. The Bible says that the dead angel that passes that night, every son, first son of Egyptians were killed. Or not? That means the Israel children that are the children of grace anybody that touches them touches God Amen. hear what I'm saying yes. anybody who want to kill them has God to deal with God said look I am setting you free get ready put your belts eat in haste because we are ready to go we have no time to argue it is time to go yeah. amen we have no time to analyze. He said, now it is time to go. go. Get ready. When I say go, don't look back. Go. I will be your rear guard. Yeah. That's what the Lord says. Yeah. But then, listen very carefully. What does it mean they pass over to your enemy? The grace of God to your enemy means that you are covered. Time. I don't care the circumstances. I am covered. Amen. I don't care how it is. I am covered. Amen. And then what does it mean? What does it mean today for us as Christians? The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. Amen. 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 Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. So the bottom line is this. Jesus Christ, by him, grace come. Uh, the Bible said the law came through Moses. Yeah. But truth and grace came through Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 So we are not the children of Moses. Uh, we are the children of Abraham. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I will explain that later. Uh, I will explain that later because there's something there I want to show you. Uh, but now let's move on. As we have just read, we see that God is busy here. God is doing great things here. God wants to bring his people to another level. God, they were in slavery. You know what I'm saying? They were in slavery. But then there is somebody there to take them out of slavery. It takes the grace of God to get them out of, out of slavery. That is what God was doing here. God said, I'm going to take them, I'm going to change their mindset so they can believe me. They can trust me. They can believe me. You know, I want to read this scripture before I go further. Let's look at the book of Ephesians 3. Thank you, Jesus. Ephesians 3. And let's start from verse 1. Please listen very carefully. The Bible says, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner, of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. If indeed you have heard of the dispensation of grace of God, yeah. which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly written already, by which when you read you will understand my knowledge. That knowledge is a powerful knowledge. Mm. That knowledge is called epignosis. It's a knowledge 
that is so deep. Yeah. That knowledge is an absolute knowledge. Mm. Mm. Absolute knowledge. It's another level of knowledge. Mm. That is the knowledge that Jesus walked on. It's, a, it's an absolute knowledge. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You have an iPad there with you. Yeah. You know how it works. Yeah. That is the knowledge of the, of, of the iPad, right? Yeah. But somebody programmed the iPad. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That person has a deeper knowledge yeah. of that iPad. Yeah. But somebody manufactured that, 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 that iPad. Yeah. That person has a deeper knowledge. Yeah. He knows everything. So today, we are functioning in a lower knowledge. Yeah. But God wants to take us to a higher knowledge. Mm. That's what he said. If you understand my, my, my epignosis, yeah. if you understand my knowledge in the things of Christ, oh, yes. if you understand me, it will bring rest to you. You know, the Bible says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The Bible says, in all what you get, get what? Uh, understanding. Because your life is based on it. Uh, Amen? So he said, if you understand my epignosis, my knowledge in the things of Christ. Uh, he said, it was hidden. Uh, it was hidden. Uh, it was not given to everybody. It was, it was not for everybody. It is for those who want to grow. Yeah. Amen? Amen? It's for those who are hungry. It is, it is given by God's Spirit. It is not something that you study and get that knowledge. It's not given by academic prowess. It is given by the Spirit. Amen. Hear what I'm saying? Yes. It is it's given by the Spirit. Yeah. When you come to God, when you connect with God, God releases His epignosis into your system. Yeah. And then you see things, you see divine things. Yeah. It is something, it's, it's something bigger. Mm. If, you, if, if you are to that level, your life is different, Amen. my brothers and sisters. Amen. You live a different life. Yes. Amen? So that is what he's saying here. But I want to push you through to something because this is so awesome. There is something he said here. Can I go for that, please? He said, you understand. Okay. Which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men. And it has now been revealed by the Spirit oh, of to yes. his holy apostles and prophets. Amen? So it was hidden, but it has not been revealed. So the revelation, listen, there, there, there is a difference in between a revelation and enlightenment. Hear what I'm saying? <sighs> revelation is something that is veiled. You cannot understand, you cannot see it. It is covered. You cannot see it. Unless it is Revealed that your eyes can see it. It is the eyes of the spirit to see God's revelation. Amen. But then enlightenment, we can be here today, and the whole house is dark, and you cannot see anything here. All what you need to get is when the light is turned on, you begin to see things there. It was there before, but you couldn't see it. But when you are enlightened, you begin to see the things that are there. You know what I'm saying? So there are things that God has placed given to you today, but you are not. Your eyes are not enlightened to see those things. Mm. So when we pray to God, God say, if we pray, if you open your eyes, I will reveal myself to you. Amen? So that is great things that God is doing. But I want you to understand there are many, many things in this place that God is doing. Now, there is a story I want to read for you. A very wonderful story. And I want us to look at that story in the book of 2 Samuel, chapter number 9. I want to start from verse 1. I want you to listen to me very careful now. Something is about to happen. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. The Bible says, Now David said, Is there still anyone who is left out of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Hold up all in your mind. For Jonathan's sake. Hold that for in your mind. Can we go further? And there was a servant of the house of Saul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, Are you Ziba? He said, At your service. Then the Lord said, Sorry, the king said, Is there not still someone of the house of Saul? 
to whom I may show the kindness of God. And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, indeed he is in the house of Mahir, the son of Amel in Lodebar. Then the king said, it's the king David sent, sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodeba. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan, your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul and grandfather, so Saul your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, what is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba's servant and said to him, I have given to your master's son that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You therefore and your sons and your servants shall walk the land for him. And you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table for always. For Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. Let's stop there. Yeah. The Bible says, Jonathan had a covenant. He had a covenant with David. Amen? But the son of this man, the son of Jonathan, had a problem, had an accident, and he became lame. He became crippled. As a matter of fact, he became crippled, and he found himself in a place called Lodeva, a place of misery, a place of pain, a place of poverty, a place of fear, a place where he has... And he, he became dependent. Yeah. As a matter of fact, this man, Mephibosheth, has forgotten who he is. He has a father, and his father is called Jonathan. But this father has a covenant with the king. So this man, in the land of plenty, uh. this man is sovereign. Yay. Is suffering. Is in poverty in the time of plenty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He has a covenant, but he did not know uh, he has a covenant. Uh, so this man was suffering. He was suffering until Jonathan said, I mean, David said, I am now a king. Everything belongs to me. Everything. But I have a covenant that is, oh, this my friend. Jonathan, what can I do? He was so dear to me. As a matter of fact, when he was alive, we were great friends. Yeah. We are wonderful friends. What can I do to show favor for this guy? What can I show? And he said, look, look, David, there is a guy here. He still have a son. A son? A son? A son, yes! Where is the son? They said the son is in Lodeba. Mm. What? The son of my friend is in Lodeba? I have everything. I have the power to change everything. Yeah. But my son, uh. the son of my friend, cannot be in Lodeba when I have everything. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, go and look for him. Yeah. Go and find him. And they brought him. This man was crippled. He was crippled, not because of what he did. 
circumstances made him crippled. It's not because he was he, he did something wrong, but things in life has happened that has made him crippled. The things he couldn't change have happened in life, and they have made him crippled. And this man has accepted his life as a crippled man. He has accepted that he has no future. The only thing he has is to enjoy the life of a cripple. Until one day, suddenly, oh yes, hallelujah. hallelujah. Thank God for suddenly. <laughs> I said, thank God for suddenly. Uh, yeah. Suddenly, hallelujah. in his life, yeah. suddenly, yeah. suddenly, something came. Yeah. Suddenly, he had a he had a, he had a visit, and that visit said, Mister, Mister. Mephibosheth, the king want to see you. Oh. <laughs> he said, me, me, the king want to see me. King want to see me? Me cripple? Who? And who is me? He said, bring me. Then they take him to the king. And the king says, are you the son of Jonathan? He said, how can you, king, Treat me who is like a dog. Yeah. Hey. What an image. Hey. What an image. Yeah. He sees himself as a dog. Himself as not worthy. Yeah. He sees himself as nobody. Yeah. But the king knows. Oh, that is yeah. a child of covenant. Oh, yeah. 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 He's a child of covenant. Yes. He never know he's a child of covenant. Mm. But he is a child of covenant. Mm. Regardless what has happened, uh, there's one thing that is a fact. Yeah. Mephibosheth is a son of Jonathan. Jonathan. Yeah. Nothing can change that. Yeah. I said nothing can change that. Yeah. A son of Jonathan. And then the Bible says they brought Mephibosheth. And then Jonathan and then David looked and said, You I am going to show you favor. Yeah. Not because of you. Yes. Not because of you. It is because I have a covenant with your father. Amen. Amen. I'm going to uplift you. Hallelujah. I'm going to uplift you. From now on, from now on, you have departed Lodeva. Yeah. Your destiny is no more in Lodeva. Your destiny has just changed. You have not realized. You have a king here taking care of you. And he said, from now on, you are going to eat in my table. Whew. You are going to eat in my table. Let me tell you something. God never does anything without covenant. Everything God has done in the Bible is based on covenant. Amen. I said, God never done anything without a covenant. Everything in God is based on covenant. There are two types of covenants. There are conditional covenants and there are unconditional covenants. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. God has an unconditional covenant with Abraham. So what we see here is that Mephibosheth was a child of covenant. Listen to me very carefully to me. Now listen, many times we say it, we normally say it, we're Abraham's seed. Mm. Anybody ever said that? Yeah. I said that. Mm -hmm. Are you Abraham's seed? Mm -hmm. Now listen very carefully. <laughs> God had a covenant with who? Abraham. Or not? Yes. Has God a covenant with me? Talk to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> God has a covenant with Abraham, an unconditional covenant. And God said He's going to bless the whole world through the seed of Abraham. 
Amen. But now this is very clear because it's very tricky here. Now, who is the seed of Abraham? It's not me. It's not Jacob. It's not Isaac. The seed of Abraham is Jesus. It's seed in Jesus, right? Okay. And a covenant between a husband and a wife is a covenant. So Abraham had, Abraham had a covenant with God. It's seen by Jesus. Amen? Now, the Bible says that when Jesus died, he resurrected, he was called the first fruit. Yeah. Or not? Yeah. If, if it's called the first fruit, there will be a second fruit. Yeah. Or third fruit. <laughs> or fourth fruit. Or not? He died 
If he never rose from the dead, I'm still redeemed because the blood has been shed. Yeah. Or not? Yeah. The blood was shed for my redemption. Or not? Yeah. So he died. And as he has is dead, I am redeemed. The, my, the penalty is paid. Yeah. I am completely redeemed. But why am I am I restored? No. The Bible says that Christ, after his death, he rose from the dead. Yes. We are the fruit of redemption. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yes. The fruit of redemption. Yes. You know, a new creation man is not redeemed. Oh, that's just, just, just. Look, I am re my, I'm redeemed after I become a new a new man. Look, a new creation in Christ. Like what, what the verse um, um, Pastor, Pastor Miller read today. 2 Corinthians 5 17. If any man is in Christ, a new creature. Mm. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Yeah. A new species. It's not talking about the old. Yeah. Everything has become new. You're a new man, a new person. So if I'm a new person, a new sort, uh, do I have a past? No. no. I have no past. No. I'm new. Yes. Completely new. Yes. So you cannot judge me for my past. Yeah. You know one thing? You can say anything you want to say. You cannot judge me for my past. Yeah. Because I have no past. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my God. You know, sometimes people want to talk to me about what I did 5,000 years ago. I say, well, that was, that was an old Kelvin. Yeah. You know, I have, I'm, I'm a new creature. Yes. You know, so you're, you know, you're looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. You're looking at old Kelvin. Yeah. I am a new. Yes. You know, I'm a, I'm a new person. Yeah. You know, because I'm a new person, I have a new future. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a new future. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a new future. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I said glory be to God. Hallelujah. It is something to shout hallelujah. hallelujah. It's something yeah. to shout glory be to God. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing what God has done through our lives. Mm. You know, it's very, very important that we understand that. That we are the fruit of redemption. Yeah. It is because of us that Jesus died. When Jesus died, you know, he died, you know, when he died, he came out. Mm. When he came out, he came out with a glorious body. Or not? Yes. So when he died, he came out with a new man, a new people. We are all new people. We are all new men. Yeah. Amen? Amen? If you understand that, your life will not be the same. Amen. The problem is that we are struggling because we don't understand who we are. Ah. We are struggling. That is why the Bible said that the revelation that is given to me. It is hidden. Many people don't know it. We are struggling with our past. We are struggling with, our, with fear. We are a lot of things. But the Lord said, He who the Son set free is free indeed. He who the Son set free is completely free. We can live a wonderful life. Amen? We can live a glorious life. You know, the Bible says, let them shout for joy that the Lord take pleasure mm. in the prosperity of his people. Hey. You know what? He said it is done. The problem we have today as Christians, we are trying to do what Christ has done. Amen? Amen. We are trying to do what Christ has done. You know, Christ has done it all. All we need to do is enjoy what Christ has done. Take, for example, a man who has just who who came from, from, from a war. He has won won a war and is coming. When he's coming, there's a procession going on, welcoming him as a hero. Look what you have done. Glory be to God. You have won this war. And the man is taking the glory and he has a son in his hand. And as they're exalting the man, the man is going and the son was waving. The son of the man was enjoying the glory of the father. Amen. The son never fought any fight. He didn't fight anything. He was just enjoying what the father has done. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's how we are. Christ has done it all for us. Yeah. You know, that is grace. Grace means unmerited what? Favor. Favor, Favor has no qualification. 
You don't have to qualify for that. It is done for you. Amen? It's done for me. So we can enjoy the goodness of God. Enjoy what God has done for us. Amen? So it's so important to understand that our, our covenant with God, or let me say, put it this way, our, uh, the, the, the appropriation of the covenant with God that we have, yeah. it is unconditional. Yeah. It is not, there's nothing you can do or I can do to make it better or worse. Mm. Amen? There's nothing you can do or I can do yeah. to make it better. Yeah. Let me tell you, sin, oh, <laughs> you know that. Let me tell you, what sent people to hell is not sin. You know what sent you to hell? It's rejecting Christ. Amen? It's rejecting Christ. Because the Bible says, if any man sin, let him confess. First John 1 9. He said, confess and the Lord will forgive for your sin, right? So the bottom line is, if you receive Christ and receive what Christ has done in you, the grace of God will uplift you. Amen? It will uplift you. Yeah. That's the most important thing. Yeah. You know, people want to do what God has done. Yeah. If I wash my, you, your beautiful car, say after you have finished, you take that car to, 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 to uh, where they have washed that car, beautiful, shining, and you bring the car to me, and I say, I take a bucket, I want to wash that car. You think, would you like it? No. That's what we're doing. The car, our life is done by the blood of Jesus. Yeah. It has made us clean. Yes. But we still want to work hard. Ah. We still want to work hard and clean it again. And clean it and clean it. Hey. How do you think you can clean something that your machine has cleaned better? Ah. You think you can do that? Yeah. You know, so the bottom line is this. Christ has set us free. Amen. He has set us free. So, Mephibosheth had a limited grace. He had a limited grace because there are much more that Christ can do yes. than what David can do. Amen. That is something we have to understand as, as Christians that this is very crucial. You know, we are just like you know, we are moving like you know what this, this, this uh, maggot from maggot uh, from the uh, um, I think it's from, from from lava to maggot, from maggot to pupa, and from pupa to high fly. Or not? Become a butterfly. Or not? The process. We have to pass that process. Glory to glory, from glory to glory. So when the revelation comes, it brings enlightenment. Yes. And you go deeper. God reveals more. Bring yeah. the light. You go deeper. God brings more. As you go, that is why I say, the more you look, the more you become. The more you look, the more you see. And the more you see, the more you become. To them that become, to them that believe, you get the power to do what? To become what you believe. Amen? That's so important. It's so amazing. You know? So, the more we look, the Bible says, he who looks at the glory of God in the mirror, what does he do? He is metamorphosed. Mm. He's changed yes. from glory to glory. Hallelujah. So the more you look at the, at the word of God, the more you see yourself. Yeah. And you begin to metamorphose. Uh -huh. Begin to change yes. from glory to glory. Yes. Before you know it, you are flying. Amen. Amen? Amen. You're flying. But it starts from struggling, from struggling, from struggling, from struggling. Before you know it, God opens your eyes. And you say, wow, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, that is what God wants us to do. Yeah. The blood of Jesus is enough. Amen? Look at your neighbor. Say it's enough. It's, enough. it's more than enough. It's more than enough. It's more than enough. It's more than enough. You know, the Bible says that the blood of Abel speaks better things or not yes. it speak better things what is the blood speaking in your life oh yeah uh, amen uh, what is the blood of jesus speaking in your life what is he telling you he tells me that i will overcome yeah. that's what he tells me yeah. amen yeah. he tells me 
I'm an overcomer. Mm. And I believe that. Amen. And because I believe that, it affects my thinking. Mm. Amen? It affects my thinking. So it is so powerful to understand that the grace of God is available to us mm. completely. Amen. And as a child of grace, Amen. a child of grace, I can come. The Bible said, let's come to the throne of what? Of grace. To receive what? Mercy in the time of need. I don't know about you, but I need mercy every day. Amen? Because I need mercy every day, I have to make sure that I can find the, the way to the grace of God. Because every day, I need mercy. Every day, I run to his throne. Amen? Every day, I mess up. And I say, God, this your son has messed up again. And God said, no one thing, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in your weakness. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Amen? I don't know the weakness you have today. But do you know what Paul said? He said, I boast in my weakness. Because the Lord's strength is manifested in my weakness. Amen? God is not ready to look at your strength, to see your strength. Amen? When you display your strength to God, God said, look, I cannot use this. Amen? God said, I don't need your strength. I can't use it. Give me your disappointments. Give me your weakness. I'll give my strength. Give me your pain. I'll give you victory. Let's make an exchange. That's what God is saying. That's why he died for us. Give me your trials. And I will give you a testimony. That's what he's saying. God said, I want an exchange. I don't want to see your, your strength. Because your strength is nothing. Amen? Your strength is absolutely nothing. But when you show me your weakness, I will turn it to strength. Amen? Amen. I will turn it to strength. You know one thing? God said, I want the supernatural. I want the super to come to the natural. And when the super comes to the natural, it becomes supernatural. Because God cannot walk alone. Let me tell you something. Why is why are you so important? Why are you so important? God cannot do anything in this earth without you. Have you realized that? Talk to me. God choose not to do anything in this earth without you. God said, I have created the earth. I've given it to men. Is that what God said? He said the earth belongs to who? To me. That means if God bypasses you and me, it becomes illegal. God cannot bypass, God choose to limit himself. He said, I will walk in the earth, I've given it to you, so I cannot do anything without you. Amen? That is why we talk about prayer, right? Prayer is asking God to get involved in the earth. Amen? Because, look, nobody in this earth has a right to do anything in this earth if it's not born. You have to be born. That's why Christ was born. Christ couldn't do anything without being born. Amen? He was born by a woman 
That's why he has a right to function in this earth. Amen? So God can do nothing except we connect with God. That is why God is looking for vessels. Like what Henry shared today. He's looking for vessels so he can manifest the kingdom through us. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't ever say you are nobody. Don't ever say you are nobody. Because the reason why you are still alive is because God wants to use you. Amen? That's why you are still alive. God wants to use you to manifest his kingdom to this earth. Amen? That is the whole thing. God wants to use you to touch this world. Yes. Amen. That's what He wants to do. That's why God gave you grace. Why do you think you are saved? You think you are saved so you can go to heaven? <laughs> is that what you think you are saved? If that is the reason why you are saved, you should have died a long time ago. Yeah. So God saved you, allowed you to be alive, but I want to use you for His earth. It's not just to be saved and go to heaven. It has something specific for us. For this earth. It's so crucial to understand that. There are many people today dying. Looking for a way to come to God. But God said, I've given you grace. I've given you grace. Have you ever wondered why God has so much, so much patience for Moses? God has equipped Moses. But God said, this man, all his attitude, I still choose him. All his attitude, I still choose him. Because I want to use him. So God choose you, empowered you, so that God will use you. Amen. 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 But what is so amazing Mm. that you can be used by God. You know what I have realized as I will conclude here? You know, there are different types of horses. But there are some horses that belong to a king. <laughs> because the horses belong to a king, they are special horses. Special treatment. They are well taken care of. You know why? They are set apart for the king's use. <laughs> They are set apart for the king's use. That means me and you, we are sanctified. We are set apart for the king's use. Amen? We are set apart to be used by the king. That means we are special species. Special people. That's what the Bible says. You are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are a peculiar people. You are called out of darkness into the marvelous light. To show for the glory of him who called you out of darkness. Amen. You know what the Bible says? Hallelujah. Amen. That is amazing that we have been called, empowered, so we can be currents of change. Yeah. I will conclude here again the second time. (laughs) I will not conclude here. You know, the Bible says in the Old Testament, if anybody touches the Ark of Covenant in a bad way. The person falls down and dies. Hold on. But this time, the Ark of Covenant carried God's presence. Hold on. That means today, we are the Ark of Covenant. We carry carry God's presence. Anybody touch us in a wrong way. Has a problem with God. Yes. Amen. Amen. It has a problem with God. Yes. Because you are, he said, touch not my anointed. Do my prophet not. Is that what he said? Amen. So God is watching his people, he's protecting his people. And you are one of them. I'm one of them. What a privilege. Yeah. What a privilege. Yeah. That is why I am so glad. He said, the phronesis. He said that God has given me divine wisdom, divine understanding, oh, yeah. 
divine revelation. Yeah. Divine enlightenment. I can make good choices. I have a good mindset. I have a good mindset. I have a God mindset. That means I am who God says. I have found my place. Yeah. And my place is in him. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will, I will just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I will stop. Amen. Can you stand up?